Hello, everybody, and welcome to the episode eight of the Winter Circle podcast. I am your host, Joshua Garman, um, and we're going to go ahead and I just want to first take this moment to apologize to you guys for basically having such a long reprieve from doing this podcast. I promised you guys new episodes in November. Today is November 30th. Um, and this is the only episode I am able to give you in November. So I, I am deeply sorry for that. I wanted to do more. Um, and I am going to explain why right now. And so to begin with, um, I started a new job in September. Um, I was originally part-time. I work with Goodwill Industries of North Florida. And I, within two months of getting the job, they asked me if I wanted to work full-time. Now, I should let you guys know that I am about to graduate with my bachelor's degree in psychology um, on December 7th. And so, basically, the goal is I'm about to turn 23 in February, and... I'm trying to get an apartment, save up for an apartment right now, and a full-time job is a good way of doing that. Um, so the whole idea behind um, waiting so long to put this podcast out, it wasn't because I don't like doing it. I love doing this podcast. It's just I don't want to have to rush episodes and produce a low quality product for you guys i want this to be the best podcast that this can be um you know i i have been working super hard um with my job and with school and everything and i want to put that same effort into this podcast um so that really is the reason also uh, we only have audio for the show right now, um, and I apologize if you're hearing stuff in the background, my dad's watching a movie. Uh, I am working on getting this place set up, so there is basically, uh, two forms of media for this podcast. One for audio, for those of you guys who like to listen on your phones or listen in your car, maybe on your way to work, or just running errands, that sort of thing, something that you can listen to, um, and, you know, also just trying to, for those of you who like visuals, who like, um, watching podcasts maybe online on YouTube, uh, I was planning on releasing those at some point, um, so... It's just a matter of me being able to yield that result and then put it into effect. Um, now, that is going to take a few months uh, or so in order for me to get that straightened out. There's still a lot that I would like to do. And you might get to see the... Um, you know, the beginning stages of that. Maybe not the full-fledged product yet. Um, once I have my apartment, you will get to see a better um, 
representation of my vision for this show. Uh, so, with that being said, I am thankful to finally have the time to record again and get back into the swing of things. Um, so, I thought I was going to record about all the old, like, stuff that I have missed over the time, but we already have a lot going on in this episode, so we are going to start with the segment that I like to call The Rundown, and obviously, this is the Winter Circle Podcast where people who love sports talk sports, um, and we're going to start with the NFL. So, in the NFL, we have the Dallas Cowboys um, ending the New Orleans Saints 10-game winning streak. Drew Brees uh, promptly responded, basically giving them credit for doing so. Uh, I am happy for the Cowboys that they got this win. I am a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. I really enjoy them. I haven't watched them in a little while, uh, mainly because the roster has changed ever since Tony Romo left, and now they have Ezekiel Elliott as running back, and um, Des Bryant's no longer there. Jason Wooden is still there, but... Like, a lot of the core elements of that team have shifted, and that's not a problem. It's just I have to learn, like, who these guys are and what they're about and that sort of thing. Um, but congratulations to the Cowboys on that. The New Orleans Saints are a great team. They're number one in the NFC South right now with a 10-2 record. Um, and we're going to get into some of this stuff a little bit later on in the show. Um, hats off to Drew Brees for being a good sportsman about this sort of thing. Some people might, uh, some people with less of, I guess, a conscience would probably lambast the other team for winning against them or that sort of thing. So it just shows that he's a really quality, good stand-up dude. Um, Next in this, Atlanta Falcons linebacker Deion Jones is making a return after a 10-week absence. Uh, apparently, he suffered a broken right foot. I am not familiar with Deion Jones. I don't really keep up with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, when I heard about this originally, all I saw was the last name Jones, and I thought it was Julio Jones, which... Um, out of everybody on that team, I would have been shocked if he was out for 10 weeks, um, suffering a broken right foot. Um, you know, that would have been devastating for the Falcons, because I do, like, Pete, I do see things from the periphery, but I don't really, like, watch them religiously or that sort of thing. Um, so, uh... Best of luck to Deion Jones getting back out there and playing. I really hope that he doesn't get hurt again because obviously after having these injuries, the areas that have gotten hurt become a little bit more sensitive and it's way easier to get hurt again um, and that sort of thing. So I'm thankful that he has recovered um, and I wish him the best. Uh, moving on to the NBA, we have Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors, uh, we the North, pull out an overtime win against the Golden State Warriors. You know, uh, NBA's uh, basically dynasty over this point. Um, beating The Raptors beat them 
131 to 128 uh, in overtime with help from the new additions, Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Um, and this is interesting because it shows the Raptors' potential, um, especially with the Golden State Warriors essentially being the incumbent uh, people to end up in the championship again and again year after year. Um, it's nice to see that they're able to be taken down, that this is like a David versus Goliath story. Um, Toronto Raptors obviously being in the East, are we going to see them in the finals with the Golden State Warriors? If they continue to play like this, we might see them in the finals. Um, after they acquired Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, I obviously became a really big uh, proponent of the Raptors. Obviously, they're in the East with my favorite team, the Boston Celtics, uh, in the Atlantic uh, Division. Is it Division or Conference? I always get those confused. Um, but I am excited to see what they do with that team on the long run. They have a lot of weapons. They got Kyle Lowry um, with Danny Green and Kawhi, and then you also have, um, what is it, who is the guy they were talking about, OG Anunoby is on that team too, who's supposed to be really good, uh, Fred Van Vliet is still on that team, so they got a lot of guys that can get things done for them, um, and so I think the Raptors are a viable um, contender for the playoffs. I don't know if they're going to get into the finals yet. Um, that is yet to be seen. I do think that they stand a chance in the East, though, um, making it to the playoffs. Next, we have Shaq claiming that Milwaukee's Giannis, uh, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name because it's really long, you guys if you've been paying attention to basketball for the last two years, you know who Giannis is. Uh, basically, Shaq is claiming that Giannis is the NBA's new Superman. And this actually reminds me of an episode of the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast where um, NFL players got compared to superheroes. And this is interesting because it makes me want to think about who in the NBA, uh, in this sort of, uh, I guess, super-powered hierarchy, if you will, um, who fits with what, and that sort of thing. Uh, Giannis being the NBA's new Superman, that's a controversial take. Shaq's been known to stir the pot a little bit, so it doesn't surprise me that he'd be claiming this. Uh, but... Do I agree with him being the new Superman? That is still to be determined. I mean, it's definitely a an interesting uh, take. As much as I don't like the guy, I'm going to say that LeBron is the NBA's Superman. Then again, he, uh, Shaq, uh, what is it? What's the term? He, uh... Sorry, I'm blanking on it. He he basically argued his point that uh, he's not 
just the NBA's Superman, that he's the NBA's new Superman. Um, and LeBron's not new, so in that case, I guess Giannis might be the NBA's new Superman. It makes me question, who's Batman then? This scenario, um, I guess I'll think about this a little bit later on. It's definitely an interesting point to ponder. Um, as we move on, we're going to go into the MLB now. The New York Mets are apparently closing in on a trade for Seattle Mariner and ex-Yankee second baseman Robinson Cano. Um, I was a big fan of Robinson Cano when he was playing for the Yankees. He was one of my favorite players. When I heard that he got traded to the Mariners, I was kind of disappointed because um, the Mariners aren't that great, but... Um, it is what it is. I guess after getting Ichiro Suzuki, it was sort of a way of them uh, acquiring a player to basically fit the deal that they originally made. I'm sorry about that. That's just my water. Um, now, what do I think about the New York Mets getting... Uh, Robinson Cano, um, I think it's definitely a great move for them. Um, I think that, you know, and I'm going to state something that might be a little bit, uh, what's the word, not, not controversial, but uh, maybe just a surprise to people. Um, I'm a Yankees fan, and I don't hate the Mets. Uh, a lot, a lot of Yankee. It's oh, there's a lot of rivalry between the two teams. Um, you either love one or hate the other. I'm not that way, um, and maybe I'm just an exception to that rule. Um, maybe, uh, I mean, I don't love the Mets, but I remember for a brief stint actually really enjoying the Mets back when. Uh, Angel Pagan was playing, they had Johan Santana uh, pitching for them, David Wright was playing third base, um, so, I mean, I like both teams, so, and I don't see anything wrong with that, uh, you know, if, if you like something, feel free to like it, don't worry about what other people think, um, as long as it's not hurting members of society, you know, do you. Um, next, in the MLB, we have the Chicago Cubs apparently trading infielder Tommy Listella to the Los Angeles Angels shortly after acquiring another uh, former infielder uh, who played for the Yankees, Ronald Torrias. Um, sorry if I'm butchering that name. Uh... I have not heard of Tommy Listella because I don't keep up with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, according to ESPN, he's a fan favorite. Uh, I mean, I'm happy for the Angels. It seems like they're taking steps in the right direction, especially um, if he is a good player, um, especially after getting Torres. I think that's a good move to add you know, another person to your roster that will provide some talent for you. Um, next up, we have hockey. In the world of hockey, the NHL, Philadelphia Flyers GM Ron Hextall is fired after having a losing record. 
this came as sort of a shock to him. I guess he was trying to rebuild the team. Um, this was also an article from ESPN. Um, and basically, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you get fired after a losing record. If he's trying to rebuild the team and it's just not going well, then obviously they have the right to do that. You know, I think that... I think the Flyers are a good team. You know, I... I'm a Detroit Red Wings fan, so... Uh, I don't pay attention to the Flyers as much as I would have before. I did watch them back when they had Daniel Breer. I don't know if they still have him. Um, but I really enjoyed their team in that era of, you know, hockey and that sort of thing. Um, it's disappointing, as always, when a GM gets fired. Um, at least he's he didn't get fired for doing something unethical. Um, so I think that, you know, he needs to look up right now. It's it's not the end of the world, you know. He can find another job. Uh, if he has to work his way back up, that's fine. But, you know, it it is what it is. You can't really do anything about it. Um, and now for a new segment that I am thinking about keeping, if you guys like it. And it's called, wait for it. Uh, hold up, I need a drum roll. Um, let's see. I should have done this before the show. So if you will bear with me. How you guys doing? You having a nice day? Um, nice night, I guess I should say. Oh! And by the way, you guys can't see it because I don't have the uh, the visuals for this show yet. But I found a little drawing that I made of the Minnesota Vikings uh, mascot when I was younger. And um, I guess I was just always intrigued by their mascot. And so I drew it and I framed it. And now, he is on my uh, table. So, while I pull up the drum roll, just be enamored by that fact. Okay. Drum roll, please. Ready? care about health care go away I mean I do care about health care but not right now okay here it comes that's enough of that so hot topic and that's the name of this new segment and the first part is 
where will KD go next? So, uh, an article basically explained that Kevin Durant might opt out of his $30 million player option next season with the Golden State Warriors at the end of this year once he finishes the season. My personal opinion, I think that he's going to stay with the Golden State Warriors. They're a dynasty at this point. Um, but if we were to speculate, let's um, sort of... Uh, gosh, I'm losing the terms for everything. I am so sorry tonight, guys. Um, but let's basically entertain... That's what I was going to say. Entertain the idea of if he left, where would he end up? So, a poll was released, and after the highest percentage being Golden State, uh, the next teams on that list were the New York Knicks. Um, I think that would be entertaining. Have him with Porzingis, and uh, Ennis Cantor is on that team too, right? And then you have Tilkina. Um, that could be, that could be interesting. Um, who did they just acquire? It wasn't Kevin Knox. Because I, I wanted him to go to the Knicks. He ended up with the Nuggets, was that right? Or was it the Charlotte Hornets? Um, but, yeah, him with the Knicks would be cool. Um, I definitely think they need all the talent they can get. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers, um, for obvious reasons, I'm not the biggest fan of this one. Um, I, I don't have any hatred towards the Lakers. I think they're a great organization, and I'm a Celtics fan. I'm a diehard when it comes to the Celtics. Um, but, like, when it comes to that rivalry, you know, I'd prefer the Celtics to win. So, having... KD there doesn't exactly make that as plausible. Um, and then the LA Clippers. Um, the LA Clippers, you know, they had a brief um, little segment of time where they started to get good when they got Chris Paul and Lou Williams and um, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, all those. All those guys are gone now. So... Um, they're sort of having to rebuild with Patrick Beverly, and um, who else is on their team right now? Uh, they got rid of Austin Rivers, I remember that. Um, who else is on that team? I can't think of it. I know that there are guys on that team. Uh, oh, who is the guy from Kentucky? Kentucky, they just trapped it. Shea Gildas Alexander just joined that team. Um, and since it's not coming to mind, I'm just going to get right back into the show. Um, but I think that would be cool. You know, Kevin Durant going to the Clippers. Uh, but my favorite choice is for KD. Now, I think that the Boston Celtics, you know, are definitely a good team. And just hear me out on this. Uh, I might be slightly biased because the Celtics are my all-time favorite basketball team. But adding Kevin Durant turns a playoff contender to a finals contender instantly. So Kyrie has expressed interest in playing with the Knicks. Uh, but what 
What better way to make him stay than to give him one of the most premier talents in the league in Kevin Durant? Uh, this might even potentially open up a trade for Gordon Hayward, who, I mean, I love Gordon Hayward. I remember watching him when he was playing for Butler under Brad Stevens, and he's back with Brad Stevens now playing for the Celtics. Um, but he poses a flight risk because of injury. I mean, do we really want to see Gordon Hayward get hurt again and be out an entire season um, having to rehabilitate and that sort of thing? Now, if you're a Celtics fan like me, obviously you don't want to see that. Um, if you're one of these other people who may not be as big into that, you might not care. But uh, I think in the best interest of the player, you know, Hayward, you know, he... He should stay here if he wants, but um, I, I see no problem with adding Durant other than salary cap. Um, and another additional factor into this is with Durant's height, they might even consider moving him to power forward, allowing Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier to take over at the small forward position. Um, and just imagine the possibilities of a starting five with Kyrie, with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kevin Durant, and either Al Horford or Robert Williams, who we just required, acquired um, during the draft this year. That's a force to be reckoned with, whether you love or hate the Celtics. That's a powerhouse. Um, so I think that that would be a great destination for him. Um, also, another place that he could end up going. And that is the San Antonio Spurs. With Kawhi and Danny Green, as well as Tony Parker gone, the Spurs are primed to start rebuilding in order to secure their legacy as one of America's greatest teams. What better way of doing this, uh, you might ask? Uh, Kevin Durant. He would provide an excellent mentor to the younger star in Lonnie Walker and add a much-needed veteran presence to the roster. Obviously, there are guys that have been there a couple of years, but not the amount of time that Kevin Durant has been there. He has played since the Seattle Supersonics were still a team, and then Oklahoma City became the analog for that team. Uh, in addition to this, a Durant trade might incentivize other talented stars to come along with him, given that they aren't deterred by the drama that ensued after KD left OKC. Uh, after having disagreements with Russell Westbrook. Uh, obviously, Russell Westbrook is a very polarizing character in this big game of basketball that we love to watch. Um, but I think Durant got the better end of that deal. And so adding Durant is essentially uh, basically like an easy button for them to go, hey, we're taking ourselves seriously again and we want to be make make the Spurs great again MSGA um, now it would also be a good move for him because he would be playing under Greg Popovich who is arguably one of the best coaches of all time um, I don't even think it's arguably I think he is one of the best coaches of all time um, he'd be the perfect coach to take Durant under his wing and discipline him to become a better all-around superstar. Um, you know, get 
get him in line, not necessarily. He he obviously can be, you know, lighthearted on the court, but he has to take things seriously at the same time. You know, he can't just be joking around and, you know, 100%, you know, happy-go-lucky all the time. He has to, you know, be determined on the task. So I think Popovich would be a great person to help him do that. Now, I only listed those two teams. Let me look at the NBA. There's 30 teams, obviously. So um, what other places could he go that I think would be a good fit for him? And let's take away personal bias. Let's, you know, just focus on, you know, what makes sense. Now, I don't think that he would go to uh, the Portland Trailblazers, mainly because uh, it's not a really huge market. It's sort of a more like indie sort of scene. And that more relates to music, but I think it fits in this scenario because it's like a bigger city, but it sort of floats under the radar when you think about it. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, they need all the help they can get. I think Kevin Durant would be great there. I don't think he wants to go there. New York Knicks, um, we talked about this earlier, Porzingis and Ennis Cantor, Tilakaina, all these guys. Um, there is potential there. Um, do I think it's going to happen? No. 76ers, that's a very viable option for him at this point. Um, actually, a lot of teams in the Atlantic, three out of five, I would say, would be perfect choices for him. The Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Toronto Raptors. Now... The 76ers are a young team that need a solidified all-star on their roster. And what I mean by that is that they have a lot of youthful talent, but they don't really have anybody who has garnered enough experience for them to really, you know, take off. They haven't hit that next level. They haven't, you know, transcended yet. Um... With guys like Ben Simmons and with Joel Embiid and who else do they have now? They have, I think they got Kyrie Thomas in the draft, but then he got traded, so he's no longer there. Um, Mikhail Bridges they got out of that. Um, and then, because Phoenix traded him. Uh, let me see. Who else do they have? They um, Let me look this up real quick since I am on ESPN's website. I'm sorry, my memory is just not very good tonight. They got Markel Fultz, but they're thinking about trading him, and I haven't really paid attention to him. Um, I think they just traded Dario Sarge and Robert Covington, too. Um, let's see what happens. When I look up their roster, I know that they have good players. I know that. They're second in the Atlantic. And this is what happens when you 
do a podcast after only having one night of research. Oh, they just acquired Jimmy Butler. I forgot about that. Um, and then J.J. Redick is still on the team. Landry Shamit, who they got in the draft this year. Wilson Chandler um, is on their team. Zaire Smith, he was a very hot commodity in this year's draft. Um, but yeah, they have a lot of potential to work with there. So um, I think adding Kevin Durant uh, would be fantastic for them. And so, yeah, with the with the Raptors, it's the same scenario where you have young players, maybe not a solidified uh, veteran, unless you're talking about Kawhi, Kyle, or um, Danny Green. Uh, but, like, I, I think any of those three teams in the Atlantic would be great. Uh, let's see, Golden State, he is already playing at Golden State. LA Clippers, we discussed. Los Angeles, we discussed. Phoenix Suns, that would be exciting. Don't think it's going to happen. Sacramento Kings, no way. Chicago Bulls, that could be cool. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers, if, you know, maybe he wants to, you know, reinvigorate that city, then... I think that he could do it, but I don't think that he wants to. If I'm thinking just logically, Detroit Pistons, no, Indiana Pacers, he could, he could team back up with Oladipo. That could be cool. Um, Milwaukee Bucks, I don't think it's a big enough market for him. Dallas Mavericks, that would be interesting because then you'd have Doncic, you'd have. DeAndre Jordan, and you would also have Kyrie Thomas, you would have uh, Nowitzki is still there. That could work. Houston Rockets, same deal um, with Chris Paul, James Harden. Ariza's no longer there, uh, but they got P.J. Tucker still, they got Clint Capella still, so that could work. Memphis Grizzlies, no. New Orleans Pelicans, the only incentive I could see for him going to the Pelicans would be that um, Anthony Davis is there. San Antonio Spurs, that was one of my picks. Atlanta Hawks, that would be an awesome rebuild if they decided to, oh, let's go out of pocket. Let's get Kevin Durant. Atlanta is a place where a lot of people would get excited for Kevin Durant being there. Charlotte Hornets, no. Miami Heat. Um, if he wants to follow LeBron's trajectory, which I don't really think he is, because he's always mentioned a conversation with him and LeBron, uh, I don't think he's going to go to the Miami Heat. Um, Orlando Magic. I don't think it's going to happen. Would be cool. I don't think it's going to happen. Washington Wizards. Uh, he's talked about the fact that he's from Washington. Um, he could pair up with John Wall and with Kelly Oubre and whoever else is on that team. That could be neat. I don't know if it's going to happen, but it would mean it would be neat. 
Um, Denver Nuggets, they're coming back up. Uh, not necessarily Carmelo Anthony Ken Martin days, but, you know, that would be an interesting thing to see. Minnesota Timberwolves, um, you got D. Rose. He gets injured all the time. He's been performing well lately. Um, he can do well when he stays healthy, but it's just, you know, I don't think he's... He's definitely not going back to OKC. I know about that. And that leaves one more team, and that's Utah Jazz. Which, if he went to the Utah Jazz, things would go crazy. Because they are a great team. And, you know, adding him into the mix would just make things wild. Um... I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, you never know. Um, so that was me breaking down all 30 teams um, and where I think KD is going to go. Um, so with that being said, we're going to close the show with a little bit of my playoff and Super Bowl predictions. And we're going to start off with the AFC Championship. And who do I have? And this calls for another drum roll, so I got it on here now. So let's go ahead and do this. Drum roll, please. And so for the AFC Championship, I have the Kansas City Chiefs facing off against the New England Patriots. And why do I think this? Um, I think that... You have a crew of young and talented guys who are fresh and obviously show that they want to play the game. Um, and I think that uh, Mahomes is going to perform well, as he tends to do. But I think New England Patriots are going to pull a similar feat um, that they managed to do when they played the Super Bowl versus the Atlanta Falcons and then had that incredible comeback. I don't like the New England Patriots. I like the Kansas City Chiefs a lot, even though they are locked in the same division as my favorite NFL team, which is the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I would not mind seeing the Kansas City Chiefs if for some reason the Chargers are not able to pull out the AFC West. Um, now, for the NFC Championship game, this one, I, like, am stoked if it would actually happen. And that is the Los Angeles Rams versus the New Orleans Saints. And this game, it looks to be a fun one if the two teams meet in the NFC, um, and why I say that, Drew Brees, he deserves to be in as many Super Bowls as possible before he retires, given the fact that he is such a high-caliber player. Um, and I think that this bout, it's the perfect blend of prestige versus personality when you got guys like Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald and a young, talented Rams team versus an organization uh, in the Saints that since the Michael Vick era has risen from the ashes to become a team that performs consistently. Um, 
They have weapons such as Alvin Kamara. Um, they also have uh, Mark Ingram on the running back side of things. Um, they have some awesome players that, you know, I think can really get the job done. A lot of them aren't coming to mind right now, but I do know that they have a great team. Um, and, you know, I would just like to see that dynamic play out uh, with the Rams being this, you know, fresh-faced young team, the New Orleans Saints sort of, you know, coming in as, oh, we've done this before, but it's a new set of guys, so let's go in and let's try and do it again. Um, and that leaves me with uh, who I think, who is going to be my Super Bowl predictions. So out of these, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots. Um, versus, and then the Los Angeles Rams versus New Orleans Saints. I am going to make a bold prediction and say that the Los Angeles Rams will face off against the New England Patriots. I could definitely be wrong about this. I'm not going to pretend that I am some, uh, what, what is the name of the guy? Nostradamus. I am not any sort of sports Stradamus, you know, I don't pretend that I know it all. I, maybe sometimes I like to think that, but, you know, it's not anything, it's an established fact that I'm human and I get things wrong. Um, I have a good track record of getting things right, but I get things wrong. Um, so, the Los Angeles Rams versus the New England Patriots, obviously I would love to see um, the Rams beat the Patriots if that were to happen. Um, and because I'm not a big fan of the Patriots, and that would mean that the Patriots have been in at least three consecutive Super Bowls with the Eagles and then the Falcons before that. Um, and I don't even remember what the Super Bowl before that was. There's been a lot of Super Bowls, you guys. Over 50. Um, and so, uh, Los Angeles Rams, you know, you got Robert Woods, you got Jared Goff, you got Aaron Donald, you got Todd Gurley, and I think this team has been working hard to make a name for itself. I think that they are starting to show that they don't mess around, that they're serious about their business and that they want to win. And it's been showing because the Seahawks have slumped. I love the Seahawks, um, but they're not doing well. And then also the 49ers, Garoppolo is injured. You know, there's only so much you can do with that. And, you know, the Cardinals, they are in a stage where they have to, you know, just rebuild right now with Josh Rosen and that sort of thing. Larry Fitzgerald isn't getting any younger as great as Larry Fitzgerald is. So I think the Rams are going to be on top of that division for a while. And I would hope that if they end up going to the Super Bowl, as I predict, that they 
would beat um, beat the Patriots if they're the team they face. If they face a different team, as long as it's not my Chargers, um, I'd probably be vouching for the Rams. Uh, and I guess that's it for the night. I'm, I don't really have anything else to talk about on this show. Um, I don't know if I talked about where I want Le'Veon to go, because apparently he's not wanting to fulfill his... Uh, not wanting to re-sign with the Steelers. Um, if I did pick a place for him to go, I would consider um, the New York Jets being one place. I think the Chicago Bears, with what's happening with Mitchell Trubisky, he's finally starting to show himself for what he can be. Um, I think that would be a great move. These are teams that could desperately use help. Um... I would say the Chargers, but that's just me being a little bit greedy. We already have Melvin Gordon, we have Austin Eckler, and um, I think we have another running back who's pretty good too, but I can't remember. Um, but, you know, like I think that those two teams would be great for him. The, uh, the Jets and the Bears. Uh, who else? The Oakland Raiders could use you know, use his help, I think that that would definitely be a great fit for him, have him play with Derek Carr, um, and that would inspire some more talented people to come with him uh, when, you know, he went there. Uh, any, uh, anywhere else? New York Giants? No, because they've got Saquon already. Who else could he go to? See, this is what I do. I, I, I legitimately take interest in this because it's fun to speculate about this sort of stuff. Um, Tennessee Titans, maybe? You know, it, it's definitely not the best look for him, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, it could always happen. Uh, I think Mariota is a very talented quarterback. If they want to get back to the days where they had Chris Johnson and that sort of thing, I think that would be a cool situation for them. Um, but yeah, I think that is pretty much it. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. If you liked what you heard, always be sure to comment on my social media you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WinnerCircPod. Um, for Twitter is capital W, I N N E R S. The other parts are lowercase, capital C, lowercase I R C, capital P, lowercase O D. And I'm thinking about changing that because it's a little complicated to describe all the time. Um, so I'm thinking about streamlining it and making it a little bit easier for you guys to find me that might even increase my following a little bit um for instagram and uh facebook you're just gonna find it it's winter circle pod all one word um and i'm thinking about potentially making a patreon let me guys let me know if you guys um are 
interested in that sort of thing, I would love to have people who would be willing to donate to my show if they like what they're hearing. Um, also, just like I could use it for production value, that sort of thing. It would definitely not be a waste of money if you donated it to me. I would not be spending it on random crap. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I guess just a little bit of an update. I'm going to do my best to have uh, these past episodes uploaded on SoundCloud too because I originally told you guys I was going to put them up and then I put the first episode up but I didn't put the rest up. Um, also going to try uploading the audio to YouTube um, just to sort of get presence on there. I don't know if I should make a separate YouTube page for my podcast or if I should just upload it to my personal YouTube channel. Uh, personal YouTube channel is um, all caps Flex Luther. Um, two words. Luther is spelled L-U-T-H-O-R. Um, and so I will let you guys know when that happens, when I plan on uploading uh, that stuff to my YouTube channel, um, whether it be a new one that I create or if it's a, um, or if it's just integrated into Flex Luther. Um, cause that was going to be basically the hub of where I keep all of my creative ventures and that sort of thing. So, um, with that being said, I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening to me. I have been Joshua Garman, a.k.a. Flex Luther. Um, this, this is the place where people who love sports talk sports. Um, and yeah, just, you know, enjoy your sporting fanaticism. Bye.